0: Action! Welcome to Torn Stubs, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and creative director of Trash, which could be found at MoveToTrash.co.uk, and. Joshua winning the greatest film critic you've never heard of, and we're going to the movies, and this time with a guest. Please welcome theatre director Bobby Brook. Hello, Bobby.
1: Hi, Robert. Hi, Hi,
0: Bobby. You're our first ever
1: guest. (laughs) Am I? Yeah. Wow, I feel honoured. Question mark.
0: Breaking the seal. Why that? Breaking the seal. Yeah. Wow. Of torn stuff. Poor seal. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't had much of a career.
0: (laughs) I saw him. He was supporting Duran Duran at the O2.
1: Wow, you've reached a new low, haven't you? When, to when you're supporting, you had your own a career in your own right, and now you are supporting a washed-up band from the 80s. Ooh.
2: Duran Duran washed up? She's controversial. This one.
1: They
0: were playing the O2. Yeah, but you. They've know, been on tour for three years. I will have nothing said about Duran Duran.
2: Bobby was actually there.
0: Never want to distance our fingers from the pulse. We've watched Annihilation, directed by Alex Garland, that debuted on Netflix this week. Biologist and former soldier Lena is shocked one night to discover her husband Kane, also a soldier, played here by Oscar Isaac, has returned after he was believed to be missing in action from a mysterious mission a year ago. Once he is taken ill, the authorities reveal to Lena that the meteor crash-landed and created a restricted area the government have named the Shimmer. Lena joins with a squad of scientists to venture into the Shimmer to investigate. Wow. I mean as, as, as far as setups go, there's a lot of information there. A lot actually does happen in the first 20 minutes of this film. It yeah. kind of hits the ground running.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that there'd be any sort of quick way to explain what happens in this film. Yeah. Going in to get money, going into Paramount and saying. So I've got this idea. There's no there's no real tagline, is there? There's not really a one liner in there that can encapsulate that that entire film.
2: Yeah. It's uh it's a it's a very the thing is it's like it's actually quite a straightforward uh narrative in terms of mm. they go into this thing, they explore, shit goes down, and that's kind of it in a narrative sense. But there's obviously layers going on here that are mm. quite interesting.
0: It's very cerebral. Yeah. And yes. I felt I felt with the the idea with Oscar Isaac where he comes back and something's not quite right and then um, he takes a sip of water and then when he puts the glass down it's there's blood sort of filtering back into the water and you realise that something's going on with his body and then later on we see a body has been cut open and there's like a, a, a worm moving about inside. So it felt very fifties in that that kind of Sort of nuclear war, invasion of the body snatchers, esque thing. Yeah. So it it felt more '50s than it felt now. It didn't feel contemporary.
1: That's interesting because when I, by the time I got to the end of it, with um, I know that there was um, controversy with the the final the final moments in the lighthouse. Okay. Um. In the
0: you can spoil it's fine. <clears throat> oh, great. Yeah, yeah. We oh can yeah, I, we are going okay. to spoil it. Like, so okay. you should watch the film. They know. Watch the film. Watch before the film. It. You listen okay, to brilliant. Us.
1: So um, I know if they the, haven't. Then the- fuck them. <laughs> Stop listening, you idiots, or just don't watch it. Um, yeah, the final um, the final so the dance sequence between Natalie Portman and that weird alien rock creature thing. Mm. You call that a dance sequence? Yeah, he calls it a dance Alex Garland refers to it as a dance sequence as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um he well, he had a big argument with Paramount about it. Um, because they wanted that to be really edited down into a much shorter thing, um, and he wouldn't do that, which I think is why that he struggled to get a platform and why it went straight. Apparently, so reading some articles about it, that's why it went straight to um, the Netflix platform. Well, it, it was out in America. Something. It was in the day yeah, yeah. in America. My mate Michael well,
0: was over there. Yeah, yeah, he did something like 23 million against a yeah. budget of 50.
2: This isn't a mainstream film. No, and that's I wonder, my...
0: is Netflix the perfect place for it? Because how yeah. can something like this compete against... Black Panther, yeah. or, or an IP that yeah. is so recognisable, or yeah. an IP that is like like Star Wars that has an inbuilt brand. How can new things yeah. like this compete? Well,
1: because I'm I'm really I'm still struggling to know whether I liked it or not. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it really made me think about Interstellar quite a lot, and I really didn't like that because I thought that. Christopher Nolan was trying far too hard to be intellectual with something. I'm not saying he's not clever because I think he's an extraordinary filmmaker, but I, there was something about that film where I just, there was a level of pretension that he, he hit that just completely turned me cold. And I sort of felt the same with this in, in the way that I was, I absolutely loved Ex Machina. I thought that was such an incredible film. Um, and, and it just totally, it just hit all the right buttons for me. But with this, I, I don't know. I think you're right. You could sort of crash into the first 20 minutes of the film. There's a lot going on. But for me, my biggest issue is that at no point am I being invited to actually get to know any of the characters. Yeah. And we find out through most of them through exposition, and I found that quite boring. Um, also, I didn't find um, either Natalie Portman or Oscar Isaac's characters, particularly likeable. And I think unless you're doing something like Lady Macbeth, which I thought was an extraordinary film, because it's the first time I've seen a film with a lead character I really didn't like or warm to, but I was still completely compelled. Um, I've, I just immediately felt turned off, because I didn't feel that I want I really cared that much.
0: Is Natalie Portman a, a character actress, or, or, or a sidelined actress, who is given lead roles?
1: Mm.
2: Oh God. So I think maybe she's she's stunningly beautiful, and and that's always like actresses always say, "Oh, I need to ugly up in order to be taken serious as an actress." And it's like I feel like Natalie Portman kind of is the exception slightly. Like she yeah. is genuinely good. I think like she's even like even from Leon, she's just got this like really you believe it, and she she acts through her eyes so much, and like things mm. like when Oscar Isaac leaves and she says. I love you too and he's going off and he's possibly going to die mm. um and there's this lovely there's something that she does that it's just kind of like oh I just feel the love and the fear and the acceptance and the worry and all yeah. that stuff and um I just yeah I think she's great and like she's great in Jackie as well and um yeah, I
0: thought she wasn't Jackie wasn't yeah, she yeah well yeah she's yeah. so good you forgot
2: she was even there
1: <laughs> yeah but I I really like it. I think she's a great actress I mean yeah. she even I think makes don't say it. <laughs> walk away from the thought process. Back Just the fuck off. Walk Bobby. away, Bobby. Don't walk say away. Pre-cause. Walk we don't away. We all
0: know what I was gonna say. Does but... not save that series. Well, no, she doesn't all. save it,
1: but she at least it can't she's watchable. I mean she yeah. she's
0: with what she was working with.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The um, thing is,
0: she's
2: she's kind of glacial, though. Maybe that's what is quite distancing for mm. some people, and that's why she was perfect for black swan. Yeah. yeah. Is that she's got this glacial kind of slightly elevated above everybody else yeah. sense to her. And that's possibly why with this film, Annihilation, she you don't really warm to her because she's not likable. She's no. She's on this kind of mission, she keeps secrets. It's kind of she, an
1: arrogance to, to her character, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That leads on to my next question. Is she a reliable witness? She's narrating this film to us, not necessarily as a voiceover narrator, but this film is pretty much being she's told been in flashback. Yeah. So mm. is, but then we, is her character a, re- a, re- a reliable witness? Is she telling us, the audience, the truth?
1: But then we, I would imagine not, because in the final two shots, when you see their eyes doing weird things, you clearly know that there's some other shit going on. Mm. I mean, so I, whether, ultimately, I, think, I don't think they earned that ending, and I don't really care if she's a reliable witness or not, because I just didn't ever feel... You
0: didn't give a shit.
1: I didn't give a shit. I think, yeah, like even I found, you know, on a very technical level, I found that the sort of the lens flare that they used and the light quality really sort of frustrating because it all felt a bit Mm. candy-coated, la-la land. And I know they were trying to create a slightly different world that's our world, but I just didn't think that the graphics and the CGI supported the level of what they were trying to achieve. I don't know if that makes sense at Hmm. all, but like... Was this film... Was
0: it made purposely to eventually go on
1: Netflix? Because I know
0: sometimes Netflix put films out in the cinema, like Mudbound, because they want to Mm. give it a chance at the Oscars. Because obviously Netflix can't give films the budget that the studios can. So I feel the first thing that is going to be affected is the... The CGI,
1: but it was well. Paramount produced it. I thought they produced it independent, independent of anyone else. Skydance, wasn't it? Netflix. Was it Sky Dance oh, maybe Skydance as well. But then Netflix picked it up.
0: They
2: distributed it
1: and distributed it. Yeah, because there was because yeah. some of
0: the some of the CGI and and the effects was really good. Like the crocodile or the alligator, whatever mm. it was. The bits where you mm. you saw bits of the shimmer, just like yeah. in the background, you saw like a literally a shimmer of of you know rainbow slick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but then. The two little like deers,
1: yeah, that came out the just... white,
0: the, t- the tiny white ones, not the ones with um. Mm. Oh no, it was the ones with the yeah, it was like, the the huge with the yeah. antlers. Yeah, um, that was quite
2: Snow White and the Huntsman. That bit it was like oh, yeah. she's wandered into fairy tale land.
0: The yeah. like the the glass tree structures on on the beach, yeah, when mm. they were collapsing, that was fucking terrible. There was like better CGI in Jason X,
1: but yeah, I, like... didn't,
2: I didn't feel that at all. I thought it all looked really great. But oh, made, no, how I how big is your it... TV? Because my TV is like
0: I watch it on my Mac.
2: Okay, well my TV is bigger than that. But I thought it looked great.
1: Oh really? Maybe oh, yeah. I don't know. It just it didn't maybe move, it's it just, like
0: when it collapsed, it just didn't seem to have any yeah. weight, and it looked All really, life in it, yeah, yeah it just looked really flat, like yeah. a yeah. like a shit video game from twenty year back.
1: I think I just feel like uh, yeah, I, I just I don't, oh, don't right, know like, so much. Like that. <laughs> so oh, much wow. exhaling. But I just think... tell us more of your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you got? Um. <laughs> yeah i just think that i was never invited to care enough and so i got to the end mm. of the film and didn't feel that they earned that ending i don't feel that
2: that ending by the way is exactly the same ending as ex machina yeah it's like yeah identical basically yeah which was just the kind ambiguity of, like, of
1: it all You've been yeah all the way up to this um, is I'm it
0: like... i watched i rewatched ex machina on sunday the ending is well it's, like... it's not as ambiguous as that the ending is pretty full-on like he's trapped in in the place um him what's his yeah name? but in terms Ginger of guy. the
1: future of the robot you you don't know whether she's going to go and cause harm you don't know whether she's actually yeah, just Yeah she's wants out to live.
2: matriculating in this within
0: society
1: Yeah
2: but
0: yeah. that's not as ambiguous as you know i flashy flashy that that's more like species bullshit when they want to set But then right. do we but do we know I if they species.
1: because i i think is it um Jennifer Jason Lee's character who i can't remember the name of she says something about they're just here to annihilate us or something but mm. we don't actually know that i mean, no, because... and a lot of
0: the science like she was coming Natalie portman's character was coming to conclusions really quickly like yeah. she looked at one look at a bunch of flowers on that jetty before the alligator uh, attack and it was just like they're mutating there's too many species. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many species yeah. here it's like how the fuck do you know
1: but i just i found it all quite sort of unbelievable in that same way as Interstellar. It's, well, I mean, actually, it's like Armageddon. I mean,
0: oh. you know, it's
1: like who would send these fuckers up to space to save the planet? Yeah. And for me, I just think you've got this group of people who I cannot be- You know, they've had... She's had no training. Yes, she's in the military, but in no way has she been prepped to go into this place that what one person has come out of and he's come out fucked up. Why would you then be put with a group of women who you've never met before yeah. and in real quick time just get sent off with and your what, backpack and what and was the
0: what was the like the purpose of sending just women in is it something to do with their biology why only women is that
2: ever explained i don't, i'm not sure no that never
0: explained no but
1: then Which why is, fine. is this what
0: is this just a serious ghostbusters <laughs> <laughs> cuz they had the ghostbusters shot when they were they with did their backpack. With the yeah they did that's exactly yeah. what yeah. I I'm, I'm thinking,
2: thinking
1: thought. is this, is that Kristen we... wick <laughs> Slept into but also the affair is never explained. Like, you know, other than mm. potentially this idea that what why is he going in? Why is he volunteered to go into the Shimmer? Because obviously they reference the idea that people people go in if they haven't you know, if they're happy to potentially never come out again. Mm. But But he loved he, it, he said But that. he loved it and he must have already been psychologically or some had some emotional issues to let to not want to repair that and to volunteer to go into the Shimmer instead. To fight do you know what I mean but then yeah. but that why having weird shots of Natalie Portman's sexy back riding <laughs> yeah, yeah. a man like I don't yeah. really she's understand bringing sexy back she's bringing <laughs> sexy back I just don't understand I don't know what that was there for I felt like that was yeah. a weird add-on to try and justify why Oscar Isaac's character was going into the shimmer but that for me isn't enough but
0: he didn't know about the affair. But we no, assume because we we have no information. No, they, talk, to
1: they say it. Did he? Yeah, they yeah, say in did. it that I can't remember which character. But was it she said he found out or he's no yeah. no the the uh, black dude he says it. He says oh, does he know? And she says yes well he's, he's, he's the only black dude isn't it? Dramatic. so we'll probably know who, who everyone will know who I mean um, there's loads of uh, loads of diversity in this film although actually there is a little bit isn't yeah, yeah. there there's, there's uh, loads
0: Like there's yeah. a couple of, there's a Latino girl there's a mixed race girl yeah. okay, there's okay, Jennifer, Jennifer Jason the Lee girl. who is Jennifer white Jason Leigh in the world she doesn't <laughs> so much have you know resting bitch face she has like resting have I left the gas on <laughs> it's like she only a, She's so. Her. She,
1: I love her. Like, I, I love she's her in like, excess. Like, Peter Griffin. I like, love like that. that film. Like, Peter but Griffin. Yeah. She, the quality of her voice just never changes. No. Talk to like everything kind of her mouth. Kinda talks like this all the time. I'm just. That's really true. When I first everything. saw her, I thought,
0: is that, Doris, is that Dolores Claiborne's daughter? Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is Dolores
0: Claiborne's daughter. Yeah. I do like a bit of Jennifer Jessie, But she doesn't fucking do anything. In fact, she runs away from the film and yeah. never comes back.
1: Or she, well, she turns into a weird right. rock alien thing. This is
2: the thing. Like, as soon as you start to pull at the threads of this film it does all fall apart yeah but yeah the fact is that it's kind of a it's a trip it's a psychedelic trip it's like a fever dream mm. that kind of crashes into nightmare every once in a while and it's it's got it's stuffed full of ideas like visual ideas that are representing something we're not quite sure exactly what it is and Alex Garland the writer director he's quite happy to be object, uh, be kind of ambiguous and, and suggestive and oblique. And it's, it, it's kind of like you, you can find your own meaning in it. And my, the thing that I took from it was, this is kind of like a, a fascinating look at evolution and like the fragility of our current equilibrium and how, why are things like this now and how fragile it actually mm. is and what would it take to undo everything and tip us into the next stage of our planet's existence. Like that's what I took from this film. Yeah,
1: and you can. But I- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you that's my tea before you, <laughs> you watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I get that, but I just didn't care that that's what I could get from it. No, I just there's
0: no one yeah. to sympathise with. Yeah, like I don't care about all. Natalie Portman's character. I mean I'm sure Miss Portman's a lovely woman, but I didn't care about her character like no. you. I think not care about Oscar Isaac. No, I felt that he. I felt like he was kind of, him as Oscar Isaac, was kind of resting on his laurels a little bit because mm-hmm. he doesn't really do a great deal. And well, he's,
2: Can I tell you something interesting about that?
0: He was, what, well, CGI'd in afterwards? Yeah,
2: yeah. He was literally filming The Last Jedi on the soundstage next to this one. So he was shooting this film and The Last Jedi uh, often on the same day, oh, God. jumping between mm-hmm. sets. That's... So is that
1: why he has like really badly slicked back hair, just Possibly, to try to create yeah, some and character definition? And looks
2: really fucking tired and heart, like yeah, you know okay. haunted.
1: <laughs> yeah, Alex Garland. He
0: he loves stories. He he tends to write a lot of stories that happen in very enclosed spaces or limited mm. spaces. So um, he wrote The Beach, which obviously mm-hmm. takes place on the beach. Um, he wrote Sunshine, mm. which takes place in space. They're going to the sun. Um, Ex Machina. Dread. Space is quite in a big place. But... No, but they're in the... In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um...
1: <laughs> really contained spaces. The void. The space. The infinite void. Um,
0: Ex Machina is... A lab like, kind of like complex. Five well, different com- rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a limited space. Yeah. They are in yeah. the bubble, but, mm. or the, the shimmer, but then they are contained within the crocodile hut or... The hut with the fucking screaming bear monster. Oh, man, that was yes. amazing. Yeah. That was, that was clever. horrifying. That was great. great, really clever, great idea. It yeah. um,
2: doesn't serve any purpose, really. No, God,
0: no. But it's just really interesting that he, he, loves, he loves looking at the world and going, well, I'm going to condense it down to this. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I feel if you've got as many characters as, as we had in this film and you put them in a small area... Um, you kind of want the characters to start coming out. Yeah. You want to start learning about who each yeah. character is. And I don't think you ever gave them enough breathing space to do that in this film. And no. it's bizarre because mm. he is first and foremost a writer.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I... I mean, the fact that they sit in a canoe and that the one who dies first basically yeah. says, oh, that one's fucked up, that one's fucked up in a different way and that one's fucked up yeah. in another different way. And it's like, i I wish I'd got to know i wish the characters had told me that or that i I don't i just think it would have been a more interesting way of saying that i don't know what that would have been because i really like him i think he's a great writer i think he's a really interesting filmmaker and i do respect how essentially i don't use the word brave but i'm going to use it but how brave he's been in making making a relatively non-mainstream film um and particularly the ending particularly all of that stuff that happens in the lighthouse and you think um I think the moment with the video and the um, the grenade mm. and Oscarizing that that's really clever, mm. um, and I think the dance sequence is really risky, um, and that really reminded me of sort of seventies filmmaking a you know mm. touch of Dario Argento and sort of little elements of um, of almost uh, there's a, a brilliant I don't know why but there was a brilliant film in the seventies I can't remember who made made it called Demon Seed oh yeah um, and it's which um, just made me yeah. I don't know why, but it made me think of that as well. And I suppose because it's slightly weirdly expressionistic and odd. Um, yeah.
0: What do we think about Alex Garland as action director? There's two action scenes in mm. this film. One is the first bear attack. And the second is the second bear attack. <laughs> but do you think... But it's. I mean, I'm not hesitant to call it a bear because it's got the voice of a screaming dead woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you do you think his strength is um slow ambiguous conversation tense camera angles or do you think his strength or maybe he could go on to direct an out and out action based on those bare scenes
2: i think he wants to make kind of kubrick-esque stuff that kind of challenges you and you know looks at things in new ways and mm. I think he's. I think he's very interested in our relationship with technology and, and the world around us. Um, so that kind of made me think of two thousand and one and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the dialogue. But... Like the, the, the at the end, I got really annoyed because the, what's it? Well, I forgotten what his name is. The guy who um, Kane Benedict Wong. When he's like, oh, so oh he's like such a good actor, He's like, yeah. so it was an alien then, and I'm like, I didn't need you to say that. That that was like the most. That was the worst. Yeah. Piece of dialogue. I've had in a long time. Um,
1: <laughs> but I think he generally writes really interesting dialogue. And I mm. think when he gets characters right, mm. like in Ex Machina, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it just is wonderful. Yeah, that's um, I don't think he does action very well. I found particularly the second, in fact, both sequences, I found really clichéd and predictable. I found um, the first
0: one just completely baffling. They hear the noise and suddenly the bear's there. It's almost like they cut out however many frames or however, yeah. like, a, you know, a couple of shots. But Boom, even... that bear was there and he was dragging off the blonde girl mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah. And then when the second one came along, it was just, it was like watching, do you remember take that final video where they're tied to, <laughs> they're tied to chairs? And dip... do you remember that? How deep is your love? The video. <laughs> they're tied to chairs. It was like that with a, a screaming, but with
1: a screaming dead with a, woman with a, bear. Yeah with, a, yeah, with a bear with the but voice of a the, screaming woman. the alligator crocodile thing, even that, I was. It's just, it was all so. I, I, like, I y- was... <laughs> Well, just really theme park. I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know sort what of, you mean. You know, Pirates like, of the Caribbean. Yeah.
2: I yeah, thought it was really it... understated. I just thought it was. I loved that bit with I the know it was understated. I
0: it was asleep. No, I, I just don't great. think his. I don't think action is his. No. Forte. I don't think it's his strength. No. Even the so-called famous dance scene from Ex Machina. Mm. Wasn't handled oh, yeah. that very well. It was just a plonked camera. I don't think he's a. Uh, don't think, think he's visual he, in that sense. I think
1: he's very. He he seems like quite a quiet writer. Mm-hmm. And even actually, when you read The Beach, because I actually really like the film as well, mm. um, and I think the film really captures the essence of of the book. Um, but I think there's even a real. Uh, there's there's just something. I do, do you know what I mean when I say there's something quiet. And I mm. think he with Ex it's Machina. Very it's very internal and it's very the stillness of Ex Machina I think is wonderful and those sort of lovely shots down corridors and just light and strong image in that Kubrickian Kubrickian Kubrickian, <laughs> Kubrickian way. Stanley, Kubrick Stanley Kubrick way. Kubrick in that Stanley that Kubrick, Kubrick way. way. Yeah. Um yeah, I think he he achieves really great things with that. I just I found it partly, again, the CGI with those weird creatures also a little bit frustrating. Would you have liked
0: to have seen this on the big screen?
2: I think so. Yeah, because I loved... I know that Bobby didn't like the way it looked inside the shimmer, mm. but I actually thought it looked great and I, I loved that kind of bubble effect with the lighting where it was all just slightly off and kind of mm. just odd. And I, I think it actually would look amazing on the big screen. There are, the, there are all these critics who are kind of lazily going, watch this on the biggest screen you can. And it's like, well, I'm going to go around to my... A mate's house to watch it on a fifty-inch TV screen, but yeah, I, I would have, I would have loved to have seen this on a big screen.
1: I think I would have done, but I think I still would have had my frustrations. I think visually, mm. I think it is really interesting, but there were just, uh, it felt, it felt like a poor man's Wizard of Oz going into that world mm. for me. Um, and all I, the
0: Simpsons movie, Or <laughs> the Simpsons yeah, movie, yeah. or
2: Avatar, um, or yeah, Alien, you know, or
0: when kids, little boys like make a bubble with their mouth and it just sort of sits on their lip. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. And you send um, some yeah.
2: scientists in to check it out and make and sure yeah. that it's safe. Yeah. It happens
0: all the time.
1: <laughs> Story of his life, dear. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. Um, I would have seen it and visually I I would be intrigued to see what it looked like, but I, I just kind of left me cold. So labs. Because there's something
0: what? about being in the cinema that your phone mm. is off, you don't have your... You don't have access to the internet, so you can't just go quickly check your email... You, your eyes are completely fixed upon the screen. That is so different. It puts mm-hmm. you in a completely different mindset to watching something on Netflix, which yeah. is so disposable. It's so, oh, well, I'm bored of this. I'll put on. Background and, Friends has just gone on. I'll put Friends on. Yeah. yeah. You know, do you think you would be in a... Do you think that mindset would help people really focus on the more ambiguous and cerebral aspects of this movie?
2: Assuming that they wouldn't take their phone out in the cinema, because I know that plenty of people do do that. Shame. Do. Shame. Shame on you. Um,
0: I, was, yeah. I was in the cine world in Leicester Square watching Black Panther, yeah. and some girl next to me was chatting to her mate, so I was like, can you guys stop talking? Yeah. So they begrudgingly did it. And then another one got their phone out, so I was like, could be phone." away? She looked at me like I was in the wrong.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. Shocking behaviour. It's appalling. It you can really get them appalling.
0: ejected for that fucking yeah. hell Wakanda Forever have their
2: cinema card rescinded
1: <laughs> Wakanda Forever of Forever um,
2: the thing I will say about this film is yes. that I think it's the best genre Netflix film that has been
0: released ever or just this year because well, I'm having major problems in with their release yeah this yeah year. exactly because you know
2: there was yeah, Bright which are. was absolutely awful
0: I avoided that did you see Mute
2: I haven't seen Mute yet, which um, I've heard. Yeah, I wanted
1: to watch Bright, mixed. and then I read, I read the sorry Josh, but I read Dirt. the Empire review, um, and it, they gave it like two stars, and yeah. I was so excited. I was like, oh god, this is so full of promise. It's totally up my street. And yeah,
2: that's the thing. It was really promising. It had a great world, and yeah. then they just completely flushed yeah. it down the drain.
1: Well, I didn't watch it, but I think that's... I avoided
0: it because I was a fan of Alien Nation as a kid, right? So mm. I don't want anything shitting on yeah. that because that was genius. But
2: aren't they remaking it with,
0: with Jimmy Kahn.
2: They're remaking that I, didn't
1: I think. See
0: it. Well if they are, I'm yeah, not involved.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but also there was a Cloverfield paradox as oh, well yeah. that came out. I've avoided that because the yeah.
0: second Cloverfield, what was that? Ten Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. yeah. Just, just nah. the ending, just alien mm. shit. I didn't like the first Cloverfield because I don't like found footage movies. Have we right. done a found footage movie yet? Blair Witch. Oh yeah, Blair Witch. Oh god, that was a quagmire, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, but...
1: that's an hour and a half of shit, and then ten minutes of scare, and yeah. that's pretty much it, isn't it. I feel really? that
0: Netflix, their strength is television, and when mm. you if you watch Mute, maybe we'll do it one day. But when you watch Mute, you get the feeling that it's the the first half of the film is the pilot of a TV show called Mute. And the second half of the film is the concluding episode. <laughs> and they've deleted all the episodes in between. Yeah. So you don't right. know what's going on until it end. ends. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the X-Files where they just strung <laughs> that out.
2: Oh, it's going. Long the is going. going. They're still yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. They're still going. Everyone's like, it's finally over. Oh, wait, they're
0: back. Yeah. But at least with this, it didn't feel like a TV show. It just felt mm. like a very unfocused movie. So yeah. in a weird way, they're heading in the right direction. Yeah.
1: Accidentally. I feel, you know, yeah. I've I got feel like to thank the, for that. Just, I couldn't get by, I couldn't work out the, the structure of the film at all because mm. I just think that they rushed bits that I really needed to know about. And I love, I mean, sci-fi and, and fantasy and those genres that I absolutely love. And so I was really excited to watch this film. And then I actually found it quite boring. I sort of wasn't listening to half of what they were saying because... I felt like they were trying really hard, particularly mm. Jennifer Jason Lee. Sorry, I think she's great, but she it just felt like everything she was saying had so much weight in it. Yeah. And Well, she had
0: to go home to get the gas off, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> So that was Annihilation directed by Alex Garland. What did you think? Let us know via Twitter at Torn Stubs Pod.
2: Yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Give us a tweet, give us a five star rating if you fancy it. We're off to annihilate each other. Are you ready? Ooh. Thanks for coming on the show, Bobby. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming, it's
0: Bobby. All right, too, How can nice. people contact you? What's your Twitter?
1: Um, oh, God, I can't remember. At Bobby 2007, something catchy like oh, wow. that. Wow, good luck You've had with it that. 11 years. No, there's another reason behind the numbers. Which oh. is
0: what?
1: It's my birthday, isn't it? 20th of the 7th. We're such good oh. friends. Yeah, we knew we'll that rock immediately. It's yeah. well, a big number.
0: It's <laughs> a big number.
1: It's a big
0: number. And what show have you got coming up?
1: Um, I've got two shows coming up, but neither of them have been announced yet, so I can't say anything, but they're oh. going to be announced later in the week. No, next week, I think. Mysterious. Yeah, souls lads. Well, the next but you know, on Twitter. tweet about it on your your tweet. Twits. On my tweet, tweets. Tweet, Twitter. On my tweets.
0: Yeah. Well, until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning.
1: I'm Bobby Brooke.
2: Cut!